What's up, peeps? Welcome back to the Ebb and Flow. It's me, your boy, Eben Britton, the ex-NFLer turned yogi. It's excellent to be with you guys, man. I had to take some serious time off, gather myself, re-energize, refocus, organize, do all the things that we need to do in the ebbs and flows of creating a product, running a business, whatever it is that you're doing, there are seasons to this thing. And I was feeling that definitely um, through the holidays. And uh, I needed that time off to, to get back in the groove, to refresh. And uh, it's awesome to be here. It's been really fun jumping back into the podcast uh, we've got, I, I'm, I'm lining up some excellent content for this new season. This is the kickoff of season three. I know we're fucking stoked on it. Um, this first episode had to rock with my brother Gus on the metaverse. Woo. Things are getting weird out there, everybody. But you know what? There's a lot of light. There's a lot of hope. I'm as hopeful as I've ever been. I'm as inspired and excited about life as I ever, as I have ever felt. And I hope that you are feeling that same energy as you move into 2022. Happy New Year. I think it's going to be an exciting one. Looking forward to what's in store for us while simultaneously being completely detached from any expectations that may arise in the mind. Because we know what expectations lead to, disappointments, um, catastrophe, etc. So, either way, I feel blessed to be in the moment, blessed for this new year. So, in this episode, Gus and I explore this new thing, the metaverse, uh, which is not necessarily a new thing. It just seems to be peeking its head into the mainstream consciousness recently um, with Facebook turning into meta, whatever that is, uh, the crypto world, Bitcoin, blockchain, um, and how all of that fits into this conversation, virtual reality, digital reality, augmented reality, whatever we're calling it these days. This is a part one of a series, so keep your eye out. This will be a continuing continuing conversation, I'm sure, over the next year or so. Uh, as we learn more and, and see more and know more and get a better idea as our clarity sharpens. So, before I send you off to jam this first episode of Season 3 of The Ebb and Flow, gotta give a shout out to our sponsor, my brothers and sisters over at Bioptimizers. You know what's up. Guys, I don't take many supplements. Bioptimizers makes the few that I do take and they are fantastic. My my favorite supplement of all, it's a mineral, magnesium. I've talked about it before. 
Their product, Magnesium Breakthrough, is by far the most potent, most bioavailable version uh, of the magnesium product that you can find anywhere, honestly. Um, magnesium is involved in over 200 processes that our bodies uh, carry out or that are necessary for our optimal well-being. If you struggle with sleep, this product is for you. If you struggle, if you need more muscle recovery, more brain recovery, magnesium is for you. Uh, a little review here from Bioptimizers on Magnesium Breakthrough is from Marie. Marie wasn't getting enough sleep. Every night she struggled with poor sleep and restless legs. Restless leg syndrome, big thing. You may or may not experience it. I have experienced it at various stages in my life, and it usually has to do with the food I'm eating. Something to keep in mind, food for thought. But then she made a small change. One month later, everything was better. It all started when she started taking magnesium breakthrough by by bioptimizers, the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium. Marie said in her five-star review, I'd give this 100 stars if I could. Within one month of use, I went from daily struggles with restless legs, constipation, and poor sleep to no struggles with any of that. I know it sounds dramatic and far-fetched, but it's true. Magnesium is seriously, it's, it's one of the vital minerals, ingredients, substances that we must have to feel at our best. Another review from, from Amanda. Amanda said, I fall asleep much faster and stay asleep now until normal waking hours. You have a customer for life. Bill said, first night of taking magnesium breakthrough, my deep sleep jumped up two hours, which has been the highest reading so far from my aura ring. Listen, if you're struggling with sleep, there's really no better place to start than magnesium. I'm telling you. So right now, head over to magbreakthrough.com forward slash ebb and flow. Use code ebb and flow 10, all one word during checkout to save 10%. That link is in the show notes. That code ebb and flow 10 at magbreakthrough.com forward slash ebb and flow to get 10% off on your next order of mag breakthrough, the best magnesium product, a life changing product. I kid you not. Check it out. Lots of love to you guys. Enjoy this episode. Stoked to be with all of you. May you have an excellent day living in your highest greatness for the greatest good of the universe. Peace. You have unlocked the eternal link to internal source. The key of imagination. Your admission. Access to the enlightened dimension. A gateway at the junction of darkness and light. The place at which the chaos of our conditioned frame of mind give way to a life in constant flux, only to be mastered through vigilant discipline. Peaceful times may come, testing times may go. This is the ebb and flow. Gus, we're in.
Hello. Um, season three. Season three, brother. It's good to be here. Episode one. <clears throat> is this episode one? Yeah. This will be episode, episode one. one. Okay. Episode one. We're going into the metaverse. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the audience has heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, feels good to be back on here. It's been a while. Feels like uh, back in the gym, lifting weights after a long hiatus. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Don't know if I want to do it, but I know I got to do it. Got to keep the, the energy, keep the momentum rolling. And here we are. I'm excited, man. Yeah, I'm excited too. So, where do we begin? Well, I also just said, I'm I'm, I'm assuming the audience has heard of the metaverse. Um, well, can I say one thing about this? So, yeah. meta, right. which... Um, I guess is the new Facebook or the, the mothership of Facebook, I guess. I don't know how they're organizing it or if they've just, there's still Facebook, but meta is like the mothership Uh entity, right? Which is, which is what they're calling their virtual reality. Yeah. Experience. Right. So I've heard they're phasing out Facebook, uh, which I could be wrong. And I don't even really know if it matters, but I thought they were phasing out Facebook altogether and just changing the name to Meta. So I could be wrong, but I think it's very easy. And maybe if you don't know the full landscape or the, the evolution of this, type of technology to think that Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook sort of created this thing, this new landscape, this new digital landscape, but this was something that was developed through the blockchain and cryptocurrency Um phenomenon yeah it was developed out of that like it wouldn't have been possible the metaverse would not the metaverse as as we are beginning to see it would not be possible had it not been already developed by blockchain by a blockchain whatever manifestation i don't know who started it yeah but in the in the crypto world, they have categorized the internet right. in stages. Right. So there's like internet 1.0. Yeah, web 1.0. Web 1.0 was you'd go on to the internet. Dial up. Dial up. You'd get information. You'd get some news. Yeah. You'd sort of like look things up. It couldn't, was very simple. Right. Couldn't really interface deeply with it. Right. So then Web 2.0 is where we are now. Are you sure? Yeah, that's where we are now. Okay. So Web 2.0 now is like you can add to it. You can 
interface with it, exchange, have a relationship with people through it. It's right. like become this this communication uh, ocean system, yeah. ecosystem. <clears throat> so then Web 3.0. Which is what we're moving into. Which is now. So what's the. I actually have a, a write up of all of this, but while I'm looking for that, why don't right. you why don't you talk about what Web 3.0 well, is? Well, I also want to say to the guests and maybe to ourselves that you know we're not here to break down the um, break down what these things are, but more so to have a spiritual uh, spiritual philosophical existential conversation yeah, about of yeah but i think it's important to say that we're not here you like the audience might might and very well know more than us about what these things are but in the grand scheme or in the on on a ground level we're here to talk about the spiritual philosophical and existential implications of these things you know, yes, yes, like we're exactly. not we're not experts in this shit. OK, you know? are you ready for I, this? This is a really great. So I'm invested in this crypto fund. OK. And I get a I get a, a monthly statement. OK. And in November, the statement, um, our our head investor sent out this really <gasps> detailed breakdown of this evolution of internet. So the simplified thing, cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Dash, Monero, and Litecoin, these function as replacements for cash. We know that. We're, I, I'm not really, but we're not going to talk about crypto much here. Maybe we will. But there are crypto technologies mm -hmm. that are real projects that are working to build on our existing technologies to make real life functions even better. Right. One of these ways is the internet. Internet 1.0, logging on to buy things, get news, etc., like we discussed. Internet 2.0, you're correct, Gus, where we are right now. Social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the things that we can engage with. Uh, create with, get involved with in, because now in internet 2.0, I think the main component there is human beings are starting to add to the landscape of the internet. Well, that's moving into 3.0. Right. So then the next stage, internet 3.0, using blockchain technology, Blockchain technology is what cryptocurrencies and crypto technology function on. Ethereum, a crypto technology, is the biggest platform for other crypto technologies to use. Right. Think of the internet being like blockchain and Ethereum being like Safari or Chrome. IBM has invested heavily into blockchain technology for a couple of years and it's already in use doing amazing things for businesses. Right. Some of the key players uh, for Bitcoin, the guy that started Bitcoin, they, they believe they don't actually know who he is, or I don't know if they've ever seen him before. Yeah, I don't know. His name is Satoshi. Yeah. And then there's Vitalik Buterin, who I want to interview 
I, I, I'm pitching an interview of him. His for, names sound like something out of a P.K. Dick novel. Yeah, he's an interesting... He seems very interesting. It's right out of fucking Minority Report. I think I'm going to interview him for Flaunt. I'm going to try and make that happen. So, Gus, check this out. But an he's example, kind of the head honcho for Ethereum and where this shit is. Yeah. Interesting. An example of this is, thanks to blockchain, we can monitor a fish as soon as it's caught on the boat and trace it every step of the way while monitoring its temperature until it hits the store. So if there's food contamination, we can track the source of it faster. Another fact about blockchain <coughs> is that once businesses start using it, credit card theft or identity theft or any kind will become extinct. It's impossible to have your information compromised on the blockchain. That's interesting. I'd like to know more about that. Yeah, which is really weird. It's like... Well, what do you mean? I mean, so at some point you're saying nobody, like the whole point of being a criminal is you're figuring out how to subverting the system. So like somebody's going to figure out, oh, how do I subvert that? Yeah. Right. I mean, okay, go ahead. Yes, you're right. I agree. Uh, So then internet 4.0 is the metaverse. Right. This is a term you will start hearing about more in 2022. It's already happening now on decentralized land on the blockchain using MANA, another crypto technology, M-A-N-A. The metaverse is where tech and crypto tech come together. Many major companies are already investing in it. It's an alternative reality that you create your own avatar to actually live in 3D. It's the next level to VR. Right. In decentralized uh, land, real estate has already 10x from last year. What? Wait, what? What do you mean? In decentralized What does that mean? F- land, digital land? Digital land yeah, yeah. has already increased in value 10x that's from really, last year. That's really weird. I'm, this is I'm, internet 4.0 which will probably be in the media around 2023. You can buy I mean, we're already seeing the commercials. <sighs> yeah. The digital. You can buy land, construct a home or business. Great. If you construct a business, then you can create a shop and have all your merchandise there for people to walk in with their avatar and buy. I'm so. This is so weird, dude. This is a real thing. Let me dude. let me let me pause here and give the audience some context about this episode, because uh, I just want to say how you came to me and very simply you said you called me you said. Um, you know, and you and I are always kind of going back and forth on Riffing these things on these whenever things. we can and, you know, with however much time we have. And you said something to the effect of, well, what's next? You know, when this metaverse happens, what, wh- wh- or no, you, you, you said kind of like, what's next, where but also where here? do we go from here? You know, and that's kind of, uh, I also want to talk about the word meta which I find interesting because in my book, How to Kill a White Man, I wrote this story called World Made Meta. Yeah, really interesting, isn't it? Which which was the first short film we made from the book as like a pilot episode, which we're still trying to like sell somehow, God willing, sell this series or this film. But to me, the word meta... It's a very it's a very strange word to define, but for me it's kind of like a Russian doll of reality. You know, and for instance in my story World Made Meta, 
He goes on a dating app. He sees a girl in the dating app that he's intrigued by. Then he sees her in a paparazzi photo, the girl with Nicolas Cage, and then he falls into the paparazzi photo and becomes Nicolas Cage. So there's like all of these levels. And then sees her in real life. And then sees her in real life. Yeah, and doesn't say anything. (laughs) And she doesn't say anything. So I think with the word meta, if anybody's like, what is this word meta? I I see it as a kind of Russian doll, which is those dolls where you keep opening and there's smaller, smaller and smaller dolls. Yeah. It's kind of like a Russian doll of reality. Yeah. To where you, and then in this case, the, we're going from the natural reality to the digital reality. Mm-hmm. Um, see, my problem, Eb, is to your to your question of where do we go from here? We're we're unless we create something where we can leave this physical body. You know, I think that's the idea. And the first know? thing I think of, though, is like, and it's. Like kind of like sexuality. Have you ever noticed how pornography just really isn't that interesting? Or like after a while, or mm-hmm. but is or is it something that has to do with evolution? So say our children or our grandchildren grow up in the metaverse, so that what we know as natural reality or the natural world is no longer interesting to them. So something like pornography or eating a piece of cake in the metaverse is all they know. I guess that's kind of how the shift would really occur. So I can't, we, I or we can't think of this thing from the perspective of our reality. We have to think of it in the, from the perspective of future generations reality. Because to us thinking, oh my God, you know. I can't imagine having a digital piece of land. Well, we didn't grow up in that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but you know what I'm saying? Because I'm yeah. trying to... You're trying to understand. Well, well, I don't know if the, uh, the question really works. Well, let's go back. Let's back up a little bit. Okay. Because... <laughs> There's so much to spit yeah, I mean, here. Go ahead. Uh, before we start talking about like future generations... Um, remember like a year ago, I did this video on the mountaintop where I talked about, I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) I talked about what was going down with Mike and the, and hot boxing and the show. And, and then at the end, somehow I got this like channeling. I don't, it wasn't even really linked, but I I ended up saying it in the same video. And I said that humanity looks like it's going to split into two different tribes. There's going to be the natural God tribe, and then there's going to be the like tech tribe. Yeah, we've been saying that. We've been tossing that. I know, and I got that download years ago. I was out in the backyard fucking working out, doing pull-ups, and all of a sudden I just got this hit. It was so clear to me. It was just, it was as clear as day. At some point, humanity is going to split off into these two sections. One that is wholly devoted to the techno sphere, and one that is 
simply interested in nature and God and ancestral human living. And a lot of people agreed. It seemed to resonate with a lot of people. Uh-huh. One guy said, with some great, I thought at the time when he asked the question, he said, why does it have to be one or the other? And I didn't really have a good answer for him at the time. Uh-huh. Because I appreciate that type of thinking to go, hey, well, why do we have to make it a separation? Why can't it all be one thing? Yeah. But since then, as all of this has progressed, because that was, that was, you know, a year into COVID almost, and things have only gotten weirder since January of 2021 <laughs> in more ways than one. And as this thing has evolved and, and I've watched the progression of psychology and spirituality and, and the expression of emotionality into the world by the human species through the through the lens of social media and having my own evolution and being also a completely different person than I was January of 2021. It's occurred to me that the further down either one of those rabbit holes you go, the truth of the matter is you're going to be more polarized and more repulsed by the opposite. The deeper you go into nature, God, the self, self-exploration, self-realization, the more intolerable the technology becomes. The more of a inhibitor the, the technology becomes. The screen becomes di- more dizzying. All of the <sighs> things associated with it become more repulsive. And if you think about it, the people... The humans that are migrating in the direction of the technology, all of that becomes all of the God, the nature, the natural experience, the, the looking at the self, the examining your, your weaknesses and taking life as opportunity rather than something to be feared and escaped. You're going to find the God in the natural more repulsive. And, you know, no judgment at all. But let's be real about what we're talking about. It's an escape from life. It's the ultimate escape. Because, like I said in our conversation, Gus, where do we go from here? All of this, all of the technology, your fucking iPhone for fuck's sake, it's all been this like weird, this weird like taking people by the hand and marching you towards some destination with your technology. It becomes more integrated it becomes made more accessible, easier to do. There's a new app that takes away this responsibility. And there's another button that helps you get this thing faster. And now you don't even have to do that because now there's an app for that too. And so 
as this all continues to progress, Facebook, let's remember, started out as this fun little college flirting app. <laughs> yeah. This is like fun platform to flirt in college. Well, and like, and, and then it evolved into, you know, and that was on the heels of MySpace, which we did the whole, we did our whole excavation social of the media. evolution of social media. And so now we're, we're talking about, you know, Instagram, Facebook, it's all become this like digital avatar anyway of our life of our life <clears throat> essence so now they're creating this environment where you can jack in with your oculus or whatever the fuck the thing is and you you can just go and like do life there you but put I'm, your <laughs> you put your cock in the wall socket you put your cock in a tube and then you fucking light up wait but, but i want to i want to say that what you're saying is kind of what I was saying about how not only does the natural world evolve, but the digital world evolves. And, and in the same way, the natural world evolves slowly. The digital world evolves slowly. Um, maybe, maybe you could argue that. I don't the, know. Does No, it? I know. I know. Well, that's what I'm about to say. You could say maybe that the digital world evolves quite fast but but fast is relative you know it's like you could say like oh you know phones have evolved over the last 30 40 years why isn't the phone inside us yet you know it's like well okay so then it's slow or is it fast but um so i think there's that it's kind of a slow burn you know it's like thinking about that book breath like it takes a while or it took a while for our jaws to change and our nasal passages to change. You but know, not really, not really that long. Well, of course I'm saying relative. I mean, this is relative. Okay. You want to talk about, you want to talk about the time scale of the world. It's fucking a snap of the fingers. <laughs> you want to talk about human, but even in our evolution, dude, this has happened within the last 50 years. Yeah. And technology yeah. is has really Well, you you just said walking with your hand, which implies it's kind of it kind of takes its time in a way. I mean, this has not taken its time. I'm just saying that as like you're you need the new iPhone every 2 years and we started with fucking iPods. Well, you know, I heard Elon Musk, he it was just a snippet from uh a Rogan pod where he says we're cyborgs or he said cyborgs or yeah. cybernetic already. Yeah. I mean the amount of, you know, interfacing and, um, how essential certain technologies, particularly the phone have, have become in our lives. You know, we are artificially intelligent now, you know, speaking to Siri, which I do a couple times a week, you know, hey, Siri, can you, you know, remind me tomorrow? We are interfacing with artificial intelligence, and that's just. I don't talk to Siri. It's kind of a slow burn, you know, so in two years. Because in two years, they're going to be putting chips in people's heads. I know. There's so much to get into here.
Well, um, let's keep going. I am. So here the we other, are. The other, the other, uh, this is really, this was really interesting to me. I think I saw the headline this morning or maybe yesterday. It said that Biden is, um, he's now sending half a billion, uh, take home COVID tests or half a billion tests to your home. This is really kind of spooky to me because this means that First of all, it's forcing you further into your home. Second of all, it's... What are we doing that for? It's the government... Well, it's for Omicron, to test for Omicron. God. Second of all, so what does this mean? You want me to test at home, so then you have my information now. You have my info... Because, of course, on the test, it's going to say, are you vaccinated or not? This is really weird. I mean, it's really weird. And it, it almost makes me think like you have to think is something malevolent at play. You have to think or at least consider. You don't have to think it. You're, maybe that's the same thing. And you also have to consider, God, wh- who's writing this story? Where is this story coming from? Yeah, exactly. Who's writing the copy? Because you, Well, because you consider that movie Ready Player One, which is the metaverse. Yeah. You think of, you know, that Black Mirror episode where they created the metaverse. That was almost 10 years ago. Yeah. You know. Or, I mean, look at the new PlayStation ads. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. Where it's like all the characters of all their video games like standing in a huddle. Uh-huh. And it says something to the effect of play is limitless or something. Yeah. Yeah. And that's their own, that's their thing. Or you consider Total Recall or the movie The Matrix or My Story World Made Met. Like, is this all just in the fabric of our consciousness and we don't quite, and it just hasn't played out yet? So it's almost like, it's almost confirming that every reality in your imagination is possible. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't know, man. I think that uh, to me, it's when I said that to you about where do we go from here? Being a human is so infinite. This human experience is so infinite and vast and mystical and beautiful and painful. But you really have to want to experience it and if you don't you could go to that you could go to the the digital matrix here there's something for you because you can transcend you can transcend through living your life as ritual with real practices meditation prayer exercise thinking about what you eat, challenging yourself, challenging the culture, challenging your own ideas, challenging other people's ideas, growing, experiencing pain, transcending pain, overcoming adversity, completing tasks, doing things, building an empire, etc. There's there's real there's somewhere to go. You know what I mean? Spiritually there's a spiritual transcendence that occurs. 
Now, when you put yourself into an environmental virtual landscape where you've got an avatar and it does things, where do we go next? The, to me, the end goal of that is literally the matrix. You're living in a pod. Yeah. And a, there's a tube jacked to your neck and your asshole and your mouth and it's feeding you and it's extracting the shit and you're just like feeding this machine. Well, I... Because your physical life means nothing. Your life in the physical realm... Right. Well, I want to comment that that makes me think about what you said about the more you're in the natural world, the less you're interested in the digital world. The more you're in the digital world, the less you're interested in the natural world. I think that, and this is from personal experience, I think that the the more you're in the digital world, the harder it is to be in the natural world and the less you're interested in the natural world. So the deeper you go into the digital world... Well, because it becomes more painful. It becomes more... More painful and more scary. Yeah. Well, let me me just finish this thought, though. The deeper you go into the digital world, the harder it is to get back to the natural world. The deeper you go into the natural... It's easier to go into the digital world from the natural world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I've noticed, and I think that's what's happening. That's why this metaverse has come about. And I'll notice that if I'm on, like you can really have some sort of experience if you're on um, the digital realm. Um, And also... It's very, it's very weird, but you know, like when this is like a, this is kind of, um, I'm not as, uh, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> when did POV porn start happening? Mm. Uh huh. When did that come about? That was always weird to me. That because that's a real, that's a real link to. You're looking through the eyes of a computer. Yes. Can we also talk about? I think it's a. I think it's a valid because, I because sexuality that... is so linked to our humanity. I think it's. It, it may se- seem vulgar to bring up, but I think it's really important. Oh, absolutely. I think it's re- you know, we can't. the The computer can't put a burger through the machine and feed us yet. But that that one natural link of sexuality which i think why i think pornography and i'm not and i look at i'm not fucking zero pornography yet i'd like to be but um it's one of the cornerstones of of being an animal yeah absolutely that has that has almost completely ingratiated itself into the digital realm Unlike anything else, until we can like eat uh, radio waves, I don't know, that taste like burgers or pizza or something. So that's another kind of weird aspect that I think is. Yeah, but to your but to your point, dude, I think it's easier to fall into the digital realm than it is to 
break free and get into the natural realm. Well, yeah, for sure. See, because then if you're in the natural realm, if you're in the, if we're talking about this is like you're on two different teams. If you're a person who has decided to be a human being and explore the mystery of your humanness and have a relationship with God, higher power, etc. You can use the technology in a positive, beneficial way and not be overwhelmed by it and overtaken by it. But you can't do it the other way. What does God look like in the metaverse? Mark Zuckerberg? Or whoever's controlling it? Well, one thing I wanted to say is I think a lot of times the... I don't know, whoever these people are that are the techies, I don't know... um, Whoever they are. I don't know. What do we call them? The techies. But I'm talking about the people who are sort of watching this all unfold. The Elon Musk types, you know. Perhaps Mark Zuckerberg is in there. I don't know. Whoever's Whoever is sort of. Well, who owns these companies? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Well, Jack Dorsey, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> so. The Google guys. I think their, their argument to anything we're saying would be that, oh, well, this uh, this is all just a simulation. You think they would say that? I don't know. Yeah, what this the is all Zuckerberg a simulation or in a holographic universe and, you know. I don't know. But my question is, I'm confused by the simulation theory because I don't understand what this is a simulation of. Like, because I don't even know what this life is. Like, what is this a simulation of? And why would this be the simulation? <laughs> you know what I mean? Is it a simulation of energy, of matter? Acting out certain storylines and narratives? Is that what the simulation idea is about? Because who says this is the thing? Who says being a human is the old, like, I don't understand where to begin with the idea of a simulation because I don't know what this is to begin with. Right, because if you say this is a simulation, the word to simulate is you're you're copying something. Right, so what are we copying? Well, actually, isn't it funny... You know, there was that game Sim City. Right. I mean, this has been going on for a while. Oh, I know. We used to play that game, uh, fucking Elder All Scrolls. All the video games. All the video games. Elder Scrolls, where yeah. you're in a POV of Oblivion. a dude with a sword. Yeah. I mean, you were... I remember, though, Gus, because I was thinking about this, That was too. the metaverse. I know. I mean, let's not... That I was... Know. That was... Now, I, I guess, we're trying to ingratiate ourselves to a completely different level. I remember, yes, we played these video games. Yeah. And really fascinatingly, video games are this really weird and true on various levels 
simulation of the spiritual journey Mm -hmm. because you do these things to earn this thing, to gain the levels, to, to climb the ladder, to transcend, you know, to become the, the ultimate warrior or whatever it is, you know, (laughs) it's hilarious, right? You know? Yeah. But I remember Gus, it was probably my second year in the NFL. I had my shoulder surgery and you know, talking to all the, talking to all my teammates and football players, a lot of guys play video games. Nothing wrong with video games. I get it. I I played them myself. Uh, there's nothing wrong with them, inherently, whatever. But you know, at that time, you got injured. You didn't go to the facility, and you're a guy who basically doesn't really know who he is outside of his craft. So you're you're nursing an injury. What are you going to do? You're going to play video games. You're going to go to the movies. You're going to do shit like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are movies? movies I remember. Are yeah, exactly. Movies are simulations as well. But I remember playing the video games. I think I was playing Halo or something at the yeah. time. And I was like, this is so fucking boring. Yeah. Like, I have no interest in this. Why am I not? I would rather be out at the beach. I would rather be taking a walk this is so unfulfilling on a soul level right you know what i mean like mentally it's kind of fun yeah because you can it's it's sort of this this puzzle or this game you can play to figure things out and like figure out how to do things but on a soul level it was so unfulfilling well that's really interesting and why is it that after you reach a certain age you stop playing video games. But that doesn't happen to everybody, dude. I know. I know. But it also kind of s- kills my argument of the the younger generations evolving in this digital realm and continuing going and not caring about the natural world. Because we played a lot of those POV metaverse-like video games and we got bored of them. I haven't played a video game in in a, more than a decade. Yeah. yeah. So it's been a while. I you know, it was 20 So that sort 11. of squashes my idea of or my my um you know, possibility because it's not real it's not necessarily what I believe would happen, but it kind of squashes that thing of well maybe our children and our grandchildren will grow up with it. Maybe there's a there's a kind of DNA thread where, well, everybody is different. We know this. Yeah. You know, there's probably people, like you're saying, there's people that are still our age that are still playing video games. There's people that are our age that are not. So, and that goes along with your point of the different types of people. I mean, I think it's broad to say there's going to be the nature people and the techno people. Yeah, it's a broad. But stroke. maybe it's not. I think that that could potentially like the more the more um, ingrained the technology and the digital stuff gets introduced into our lives, the more the natural people will reveal themselves and kind of want nothing to do with it. Because see, something like. Something like Neuralink. This is why I think Neuralink is a really particular um, 
crossroads in this whole conversation because Neuralink will be the first time we put the digital material into our body. We haven't done that yet. So I think that will be a real crossroads. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't need that. Why? No, but you know, I, I think know. Neural, more will be revealed because even Oculus, even this Oculus shit, it's like, yeah, okay, I put the glasses on. Great. I had a lightsaber. Okay. I'm kind of bored with that now. You know, <laughs> Neuralink though. Yeah. But Neuralink <laughs> though, because Oculus, you can still take off and you can still turn the TV off. But with this Neuralink, how does this function? When you put something digital into your body, which we've never done before in our civilization, I don't know if they did it in Atlantis. I don't know if they did it in Egyptian times, but that's going to be a real crossroads of the natural people and the spirit and the uh, digital people. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm putting together this corporate wellness program for this company and there's a lot of really high level, high thinking, high level thinking people. And this woman who's one of their executives, she said to me, it's fascinating to watch all of these death cults playing out. Mm -hmm. These death cults. That's the word she used. And that sounds extreme. That can, That sounds extreme on... The face of it from the perspective of someone who's really, because let's face it, man, I mean, so many people are just caught in the matrix and we're watching it as we walk around. Mm. You're caught in the matrix of the mainstream narrative that's been built up around you like this scaffolding with these screens that's created your reality for you. And it takes a lot of work to break yourself out of that. Don't get me wrong. I have a lot of compassion and I'm not judging you at all. But I don't think most of those people are listening to the ebb and flow though. So, so, but she used this word death cult. And basically what she broke it down as these people who create these illusory systems that are dead end systems it's a dead end system and it's the same it's it's the mask culture it's the really insane mandatory vaccine culture it's the vert it's the virtual reality culture it's these death cults which are really never ending it's the cancel culture and they're death cults in that they it's a dead-end game. Because when you put a thing onto the human experience like that, like you say, you're not good unless you do this, there's nowhere to go. There's yeah. nowhere to go from that point. That's not a point of growth. That's not a point that inspires no. new trajectories of human life. That's a... Closing in, isolating matrix, paradigm. No, that's why I think cancel culture is, is dead. 
Because you can't, eventually the thing consumes itself and it is no longer. As long as you've, as long as you've created something where there's no room for a conversation, if you've, and there's no room for compassion, I mean, nature abhors a vacuum. There's no, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I heard that this morning, that that was good. That's a good one. Um, Nature abhors a vacuum. Well, in a vacuum, there's no growth. Exactly. If you say, oh, you're done, well, okay. uh, But this thing keeps going. Yeah. The mind, consciousness keeps fucking doing its thing, spinning out into the ether. Like, there's no... I believe in... I don't know. Does that make sense? The death cult idea of these dead end... They're these dead end pathways. And they're well, these dead end belief systems. Yeah, it's it's dogmatic. It's it's it leaves no room for for conversations. The um, reason I say that, and I, I'm sure some people may think, you know, um, as far as like the metaverse stuff goes, like, oh, what's wrong with it? It's something to, you know, it's just like another thing to enjoy. And sure, if your perspective is that, that's great. But. There's a real, there's this very weird, and sometimes I come across it. There's a very weird narrative being pushed of if you're not involved in this thing, you will be shunned, you will be shamed, and you will feel less than unless you participate in this thing. I'm just, I'm just thinking to myself how, I'm just thinking to myself how disruptive and counter positive life energy that type of language is. Yeah. Luna. Stop. Luna. She got it. So let's shift gears because I want to come. I want to come to something that I want to reignite this. This uh, I want to refresh this conversation because I think we've hit a little bit of a lull. Well, I, I don't think we've hit a lull. It's just kind of endless. It's no, it end- is endless. There's so much. There's so many let's different avenues up. you could go. Let's tie it up, Gus. So Jake Paul. Jake Paul fought again. Fought Tyron Woodley for the second time. It's funny how that's the that's the <laughs> metaverse segue. <laughs> Well, it's all part of the metaverse, isn't it? Could be, yeah. Because it's all becoming so weird and so yeah. um, inter... Oh, how crazy is it that we actually have a thing of celebrity deathmatch? Well, exactly. I exactly. love that show and now we have it. <laughs> how fucking insane have I we know, gotten? I know. It's Yo, totally we literally crazy. have celebrity death. I used to watch becoming. celebrity deathmatch thinking, what if this happened? I know. And it's happening. Start doing that. I know. Luna. They're going to start sending him into the cages with fucking maces. Fucking torches. Fucking nah. It's going to be. So Jake Paul. Shit, dude. He fucking knocked Woodley unconscious. Supposedly, if that's even real. Not to take anything away from him. Let's not take anything. Let's take it on the face value. Because that's that's weird enough. Taking this on the face value. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, the truth is stranger than fiction. So, you know, everybody's, hey, I want to say this. 
I want to I want to lay the blanket of this. I talked to Jake Paul for like an hour and a half on the first new episode of Hot Boxing before I decided I really couldn't do it anymore, and we were just you know. Did they all even that air shit. that pod? I don't think they did. I think they just cut clips. Yeah, I remember seeing clips of him, but I don't think they aired it. So I really I liked Jake, and I went into it. Totally honest with you, I was like, man, this is fucking nonsense. How ridiculous we're interviewing Jake Paul. Who the fuck is this guy? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. All the things most people are probably thinking and feeling about the guy that they've never met. But I came away going, you know what? This kid is... Putting sand in it and shit. I mean, what the fuck you? That's why I said keep it fucking safe. I dude. am, Gus. You put right. it under we the couch and a, then it's We had fucking... to take a pause. I don't put it under the couch. All right. All right. So we're talking about Jake Paul. I met with him. Good guy. I mean, I don't know if he's a good guy. He's he's a sharp guy. He's got his head on on uh, on his head. <laughs> he works his ass off. You know, so all of these, so for me, look, I'm coming from this perspective. I was a professional athlete. I know what it took me to get there. And he, he has the time and the money to train like a, a fucking professional fighter with world-class training. He has the ability to do that and he is doing that. So from a perspective of saying, so I don't, I'm not interested in talking about this fight, really just the environment of this fight and who he's fighting. So he's fought some some serious warriors, but here's what I've noticed. Here's just my my take on what, what this is and how this links back to the metaverse. Tyron Woodley, Ben Askren, the two actual fighters that he's faced, albeit, to your point, not boxers. Mm-hmm. He hasn't faced a true boxer yet. Yeah. Which I'm sure he will at some point, oh, the way well, this he is has going. To, if he takes himself seriously, but, which he does. Gus, beyond that, though, neither one of those guys looked like they wanted to be in that ring at all. They looked ashamed of themselves. They looked like they were taking it as a joke. They looked like they're, they were feeling the weight of having their career as a professional fighter be turned into this fucking circus where they're now fighting a YouTube influencer for a check. And then you, as I'm talking about this with you, so in that there's no life energy. There's no passion. There's no power. Jake Paul is looking at this as this is his fucking life. Well, there's not a lot of integrity, at least on the other side. Exactly. That's why I was actually really excited and I hope, I, it's kind of silly to even be talking about this, but in, I, I hope that Jake uh, does fight Tyson Fury because that's somebody. No, not Tyson Fury. Uh, Tyson's Fury's cousin or nephew. Who's that? Um, Tommy Fury, who he was supposed to fight but got hurt and couldn't do the fight. Oh, really? Yeah, he hurt his rib and boxer? then Tyron stepped in. Mm. He's, oh, he, Tommy oh, is a legitimate boxer and also his age. Went out. Oh, there it is. Okay. You know, fucking Tyron is 40. Yeah. 
and tired and, and had a whole career and he's doing it just to get a so paycheck. Tommy Tommy Fury is is Jake's age or they're really close in the same age and he's a boxer that's the fight that you that they should really do mm. yeah that's a and great idea I hope they do that if, well, if I will. even if I'm living in a realm where any of this matters <laughs> which I guess you want me to right now <laughs> that's the thing does any of it matter well i'm looking on my instagram like every other photo is this fight i'm like how did this happen why why the fuck am i it's like celebrity death match but the reason you brought this up just so we don't sound like idiots here to our audience is about selling your soul to the metaverse which is what you felt like you saw in the face of Tyron Woodley. In the face of these other guys. Now, Jake is taking... You know, this is like... And Ben Askren. See, the thing... And the other two. The the thing that Jake is, is great for him here is that he's kind of able to set up his playing field to grow as an athlete. Mm-hmm. Because he can use... See, this is what's funny about his his predicament. He can use the YouTube thing as a crutch... Or he can use it as motivation. Yeah, exactly. He can use the YouTube thing to say, exactly. oh, no, I'm not ready to fight Tank Davis or Garcia or yeah. fucking Lomachenko. You want to get in the fucking ring with Lomachenko? <laughs> you might get fucking killed. No, exactly. And, or he can use it as the YouTube thing of where, oh, if I lose, I'm just a you. So well, it's kind of like a win-win. Right, yeah, right. He has nothing to lose. Now he's start. Now the heat's starting. Once you start fighting boxers, the heat's turned up. Well, and that's on the flip side. That's the big predicament with taking on that fight is because you're a professional fighter and you're about to step into the ring with this guy who's talking mad shit to you about how he's going to whip your ass. And so now you're coming into it already emotionally taxed Mm -hmm. because you're going, fuck, I better fucking beat this guy because I'm a lifetime professional fighter. Yeah. Yeah. And this guy's a fucking YouTube influencer. It's really stupid. (laughs) But back to this. But so the this whole thing, it becomes this soulless endeavor until though, Gus, until because you're right it's going to evolve everything is evolving so quickly it's going to evolve that oh jake paul which is what it's been though jake paul trains like he's a pro fighter and he looks at himself like he's a pro fighter he wants to be a pro boxer and he trains that way and he carries himself that way and he approaches his life that way so once that once the energy pendulum equalizes which it always does it's going to equalize because then he's going to start fighting actual boxers who are going to who are like oh this is a real fight and so i'm going to approach it that way and i'm not looking at it as like i better not get knocked out i don't know what weight class he's in but if he's i think he's in kind of like a lomachenko he wants to fight canelo which could be a fucking bloodbath because Canelo is as sharp or maybe as a not. fucking, or maybe not. But who knows? See, we don't know. We don't know. We don't yet. know. But those but boxers, saying, man. I mean, you see how Tyron moves. He's not really moving. I mean, Teofimo. No, those were horrible fights. You fight Teofimo Lopez, fights. who's as fast as a missile. Him. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I didn't. Did you actually watch it? Or no, just the I just saw yeah, the yeah. highlights. I, but looking at his face in the highlights, I'm like, this is a man who is literally filled with doubt and second guessing all the things he's done in his life to get into this ring and would rather be anywhere but here. But he's doing it for the paycheck, which you can't fucking do when your life is on the line. You can't do it for a paycheck, man. You can't play football for a paycheck. You can't fight for a paycheck. You can't fucking do things for a paycheck because eventually you're selling your soul. Yeah. And the metaverse, bringing it back into that, is this soulless endeavor. And this is sort of this weird metaverse manifestation because it's like we're taking the superhero characters of the world and we're throwing them into this ring together. Yeah. Right. I don't know. It's interesting. It's really interesting. I guess that's our pop culture check-in. Yeah. But I mean, I think it does. I don't it know. It does relate to. It relates to how weird the metaverse is. It relates to how, you know, Instagram can create these personas where you think you should be in a realm that you have no business being in. So you've got some white kid in not, not, not Jake. I'm not talking. You've got some white kid in, uh, you know, in, um, Palo Alto watching Instagram videos of a rapper thinking they know what the rapper's lifestyle is. I mean, this is all fucking as old as, you know, culture is long. Um, yeah, but all... I think it can get the 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 metaverse can get us into in, into situations where we're sacrificing our truth, our integrity. Yeah, and we live in a culture where you know the digital sphere doesn't really allow much space for checking into your truth, growth. And it's one thing, you know, back to kind of the POV video games, Halo, Elder Scrolls. You know, it's one thing to step into that land and give me a sword and I'm fighting a lion digitally, but then you start doing it in the natural world. It's it's a very different um, situation. Uh, well, the fascinating thing, I was thinking about this and this is kind of how it, no one can report back from the other side. Death. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of course. So not. we don't know what happens we, as we much don't as Deepak. Know. As much as Deepak wants to say he knows on a neurological, on a uh, you know, on a um, spiritual soul trajectory, on, on all these levels, he knows what happens after we die. Deepak, you've never. I love you, but you've never been there. You don't know. Yeah. As much as Ramana Maharshi says he wants to know karmically that when we die, we come back. You don't know. Yeah, we have no idea. As much as Sadhguru, as much as Ram, as much as Watts, etc., we it, don't know. But it, And it's also the very limiting, because consciousness is fucking infinite. It's infinite. And there's no way to put it into a container. You can't put it into a container. You put it into a container and it inevitably will find its way out. The mere acknowledgement of, of a 
boundary or a, or walls or a container or some sort of confining lines inevitably leads to the dissolution of those boundaries and those confinements. You know what I mean? Say that again. Uh, the moment you, anything, like any any container you try to put it into, and you try to say, well, this is the end-all be-all. The metaverse is the thing, you know, or whatever it is. Whatever it is that you try to put the, the human animal into the box of, it's impossible because consciousness, which is which is emanated from or within or synergistic with the human animal, consciousness is infinite and eternal and can never be confined in any way. And, and the simple acknowledgement of trying to put it into a box invariably creates the solution by which freedom is occurs again. <laughs> uh, I didn't follow any of that. <laughs> Maybe the audience did. I don't I, know. I, you're, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I, I've got a lot. I'm still on the Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley. I'm trying to follow what you're... You're just saying you can't, there's no answer. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I had an idea that I'm struggling to articulate. I had an idea the other day about, um, and it's in line with these dead end pathways. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or suggesting, because even in that, All it takes is, you know, it's it's going back to the idea, all the darkness in the world cannot extinguish the light of a single candle. And it only takes one light bulb to illuminate a dark room. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's really what consciousness is. The moment you take it into the unknown, this is a good way to describe it. The moment consciousness ventures into the unknown or unknown territory, which doesn't exist... Because if you want to look at it from another perspective, consciousness is the the essential material of God, consciousness, awareness, consciousness, whatever the fuck all this is, that goes out and out and out for infinity and eternity. The moment consciousness ventures into an unknown landscape, it inevitably shines light and brings awareness to it. So then that unknown area becomes known and there is no more unknown. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like even anyway, any of these man-made matrices Uh of belief or experience or whatever it might be, they still cannot contain the infinite dimensions of consciousness of human of the human spirit otherwise right because all it takes is one one molecule one particle of of thought of awareness 
to divert in one direction outside of that. And it's obliterated. <clears throat> well, the, the, the interesting thing is, you know, who knows how infinite, you know, let's say the metaverse is as infinite as the physical verse as we know it now. It's interesting that even Musk, Elon, is still thinking, let's get to Mars and live on Mars, which is not a metaverse-based act. That's an act that in, makes in the more physical reality. I mean, that makes more sense the, to as, me. As opposed to saying, let's get to Mars on the metaverse. Right. <laughs> See, he's still living in the uh, traditional, if you will, physical reality. So that's another thing to unpack. Um, well, I just... I, what? Go ahead. I just want to say... Uh, just because there's so much fun, there's so. Well, much. I think that's why we. This is our. This is our series for this season. Into this the is metaverse, be part one. Into the metaverse, okay. Because there's just and there's going to be more things yeah. that we're going to come that we're going to learn and yeah. It's going to be open up new questions. And, I want to. I just want to say because there's so much judgment in the world and um, God bless. Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley and all those people doing that. Oh, definitely. I think it's, yeah, but I think these things can be skewed so, so easily and, and hey, still, and you know, I'm trying to bring people's understanding to this guy trains like he's a fucking pro fighter and looks at himself as a pro fighter. It's time we stop looking at him as just an YouTube influencer getting his jollies off in a boxing. But room. I think the moral, the, the essence of what, we're putting forward here if any of this has to do with the metaverse maybe not maybe it just more has to do with living truthfully which i guess in some sort of the opposite side of the coin of the metaverse um you know you have these guys stepping into the ring i don't know what to say i'm just saying that you know cool I mean, now, now Le'Veon Bell is saying, "Oh yeah, he's now." I'm like Le'Veon, stop! You, you, you played football. I what know. the fuck are you doing? Why are you've you... boxed as long as him? When? Like brother, where? Now you've. Please don't be the next <laughs> asshole to get not to I go know. in the ring. That's, don't that be has, Nate Washington. That has bro. six months of train, bro. These are technical sports. Fighting is very. T I've been taking jujitsu now. I, I've been getting tapped out fucking 30 times a class because of the technique. It has nothing to do with me being 10 times the athlete. I just watched this Jocko Willink uh, uh, snippet about, you know, starting in jujitsu. You're getting all stoked on the jujits, bro. Yeah, I don't know. It's fun. No, yeah, it's awesome. And he was just talking about, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If you don't have the technique, dude, I don't care how good of an athlete you are. You're going to get your it's a different kicked. sport. Yeah. In the same way a running back sees holes differently yeah, or an exactly. offensive lineman, you don't just start backpedaling. Yeah, There's exactly. a way to move your feet. Yeah. You know, so you don't get bulldozed. You know, so what's your point. what's your truth? What's your integrity? I mean, granted these guys were fighters but they weren't boxers. I mean, so that even shows you the semantics of how Right. how fucking how specific, specific it is. Yeah. You're in MMA and you still can't really do the boxing game. Right. So if we're talking, if we're going to bring this back to the metaverse um, or just 
living in reality or digitally, you know, what is your integrity? Where, where, you know, so. Unless we wanted to just do a pop culture dissection, which is fine. Which we've done on here before. What do you mean? We're talking about the metaverse. Yeah, but I don't really see how it. All right, maybe relates. it wasn't as linked as yeah, we, we just wanted to. Yeah, I had just had a feeling about Jake. I had this in this interesting thought about Jake Paul's who he's fought, yeah, and what element that brings into the conversation of fighting people who are actually interested in being in the ring, mm-hmm. like that's their life mission to be in the ring because that's the only way you can participate in the sport of boxing or any fighting sport properly is to have your fucking heart and soul in it. You can't do it if you're going for the paycheck. Yeah. You know, and that's anyway. And maybe Tyron really in his heart, what really wanted to be there. I have no idea, but I just haven't, that's not what it looked like to me. And I've interviewed Tyron too on hot boxing. And I love the guy. And, uh, I mean, a lot was revealed, I thought. Or a lot continues to be revealed in these interesting, you know, it's all ego too, man. It's like ego and fucking, like Le'Veon Bell. It's like, bro, what are you talking about now? Yeah. (laughs) You're You're not looking at the reality. I guess that's what I wanted to highlight and that's i think what's interesting about looking at the metaverse stuff is looking at the reality of it look this is a thing that is in the world now you know this is a thing that exists that people are going to be tuning into and living through yeah so what does that mean psychologically spiritually emotionally mentally in the bigger picture of how we are moving through the world I don't know. It's weird. It's all very weird. This is part one, and uh, it was fun, dude. Yeah, it was. Fun jack-in. Yeah, thank you. You know? Yeah. It's very fun. All right, y'all. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Maybe you got a laugh out of it. Maybe you agreed with some of it. Maybe you think we're totally insane. That's all good. I appreciate you guys being here. Stoked for what this season has to come. I think it's going to be our best one yet. I know it will be. And uh, lots of love to all of you. Namaste. Peace.